This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Trip Adler. He is the, he's an American entrepreneur. He's the CEO and co-founder of Scrib, digital library and document sharing platform. He grew up in Palo Alto, California and graduated from Harvard. He launched Scribd in 2007 and they now have over 80 million monthly readers and 500,000 subscribers. Trip, are you ready to take us to the top? Sure. Sounds good. All right, good. So for those people that are not familiar with Scribd or they're not subscribed yet, what does it do and what's your revenue model? How do you make money? So Scribd's a uh, subscription service for reading. So what you can do is pay $9 a month, and then you can read uh, books, audiobooks, magazines, newspapers, documents on whatever device you like. So uh, so it's all basically funded by our uh, consumers who pay the monthly subscription fee. Okay, and just there's that one simple pricing, just 9 bucks a month? Yeah, it's really simple. I mean, rather than you know, the old model for media where people would pay for each piece of content one at a time. We now just have one simple monthly subscription, same price for everyone. And then you can pay once. And once you pay, you can just read whatever you like. And, and with the subscription model, the, the beauty of that is it gives uh, users really the freedom to just kind of uh, um, explore different types of content, discover new types of content, and you kind of focus on what to read and not what to buy. And where were you at? Get us in your head a little bit back in 2007. Did you just graduate? Did you just have a big financial windfall so you could take a risk with Scribd? Did you have to make Scribd work because you were broke as hell? Where were you? Um, so I, I had just finished college. and So you were um, broke as hell. <laughs> broke as hell, but at the same time had uh, supportive parents so I could at least live with them. Uh, so I didn't have to worry about my my uh, my you know, my living expenses. Um, and on top of that, we, we did apply to Y Combinator and we raised $12,000. So that also was like a pretty, at the time, a pretty large amount of money that, that covered, uh, you know, that, that covered our basic expenses. Um, so, uh, so, you know, we had the, um, between Y Combinator and, and living at home, you know, we had a, a few thousand dollars to build a website and get that online. Um, and that was really enough to get started. I mean, uh, back then, uh, you know, 12,000 was, was really, it, you know, it still is sufficient to get, get a service up and running. And then we were able to, uh, you know, once we got some traction, we were able to raise venture money and kind of scale from there. Going down that funding path. So update us today, how much total capital has been infused? So you've raised 50 million at this point. So, so basically the trajectory was, um, it was the first 12,000 from Y Combinator. Then we raised 40,000 in angel money. Um, and then, and then at that point we got some tractions. We really quickly went to raise three and a half million from, uh, from Redpoint, and then another 10 from CRV and then another 10 from Silicon Valley bank. And then another 25 from coastal ventures. Uh, I think that adds up to 50, but I might have got my math wrong. Um, so it's about 50 to date. Um, and uh, at this point we're profitable. So we're just living off profits, uh, and which is a, which is a good spot to be. We're not really intending to to raise any more money for the time being. Where has most of that capital gone? Headcount or just channels where the CAC to LTV worked and you wanted to just pour more money in those channels? 
So for us, it's really it's two things. It's uh, it's headcount and it's content. So so we don't actually pay for users. Um, you know, we started the service as just a free service for publishing and sharing content, and it today reaches over 100 million monthly users. Um, so uh, we basically just market our subscription service to those 100 million users. We don't uh, have to actually pay for uh, for marketing. We pay for a little bit, but just a small amount. Um, so uh, so our two costs are really just hiring good people, hiring good uh, um, engineers and designers and um, all types of uh, people to build build out the product, and then also on the uh, on the content side, we we go to, we do deals with uh, with book publishers, with magazine publishers, with newspapers, and we make all that content available through the subscription model. And where are you at now today in terms of team size? It's about 120 right now. Okay, all all there in Palo Alto. Uh, so actually in San Francisco now. I'm from Palo Alto, but I live in San Francisco. You you can see the view behind me. I was about uh, to say, yeah, yeah, we're right in financial district on the 24th floor. Um, so, uh, so it's, uh, most of them are in San Francisco. We've now got a small team in New York who does our, our publisher relationships. Uh, we also have, uh, we have to have, a, a offices in, in Phoenix. We're building our support team out there. Um, and, uh, and a few other people around the world. So walk me through how you make the kind of, you have a market, right? This is a traditional marketplace. You got to get the content and you got to get the users. So when early on, when you were solving that chicken and egg problem, usually marketplace creators did something very creative to make the wheel start spinning. What did you do in the early days? Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah. We, we've basically been, been perpetually solving this chicken egg problem for the last 10 years. Uh, so, uh, so the early days, uh, the, the initial idea was we would just allow someone to, to take a piece of content, publish on the web, and then we would find audience for them primarily via SEO. And then, then of that SEO traffic, a small fraction of people would come in, upload their own content, and that would kind of get the cycle going. Uh, so we really got that, that, um, that growth of going early on. And that's what took us from, from, the, from launch to 100 million monthly users pretty quickly. Um, and then the nice thing was- How, how quick had, was that trip? How long did it take you to hit 100 million? Probably four years. Okay. So up to about, was that 2011? Yeah, 2007 to 2011. I, I think we went from roughly zero to 100. Um, and, then, and then we had to figure out a business model. Um, so we tried advertising that didn't really, you know, advertising is not really interesting model unless you're, you're, you know, huge like Google or Facebook. Uh, we tried, you know, allowing publishers to sell content and that also didn't really scale. Um, eventually we tried the subscription and that worked really well. And since we already had an audience, we were able to market the the service. So, no, you know, trip, hold on, hold on. I have to stop you there because you take it for granted now, but like, take me back to like that moment. You were running all these tests. Like what was the early indicator? What was the test you ran to see if subscription would work? And what was the feedback from the test where you said, that's where we're going all in? So, so we, we just put up a simple freemium model that offered some freemium features and that quickly became the, the most dominant uh, business model for us. So that was kind of the indication that subscription was working. The, the big moment for subscription was that when we decided to go uh, partner with all the publishers to put their content in. So at the time, the idea of a book subscription service was pretty crazy. Uh, most people couldn't even envision that. Um, and we went and we talked to all the publishers about including their books in our subscription. Um, they pretty much all said no unanimously, but we uh, we were able to get some small ones on, and then lo- those led to bigger ones. And over time, it, it started to lead to a tipping point. We were able to now get up to a million books in our service. Um, so it actually all happened very, uh, very iteratively. And you know, the the way we've been able to solve this chicken egg problem over time is just just each step leads to the next. And as long as we keep kind of inching forward in in various directions, both on the the content side and on the consumer side, on the business model side, it, it all kind of came together over time. 
Okay, Top Tribe, many of you ask me all the time, how did I get my website up so fast, so quickly, and why is it doing so well? The answer is simple. I use HostGator.com to keep the thing cranking along. They've got a 45-day money-back guarantee, which is great. I used their free website builder to get the site up because it's ideal for WordPress. It's just what I use. They've got 4,500 templates and a free e-commerce plugin as well and 24-7 support, which we love, right? We love that. I bug the hell out of them. They always get back to me. So I've got you 30% off along with $100 in free AdWords credit. To grab it, just go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan, but you got to do it now. Again, hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. What are you at now today? I think you said, is it 500 million or what are you at today now in terms of readers? So we reach about 100 million uh, non-paying users a month. And then we have, uh, the last number we announced is 500,000 paying subscribers. Okay. That 100 million dollar, sorry, the 100 million user number though, you said that was what you hit in 2011, right? I imagine you grew between 11 and uh, 17, right? Um, The... Yeah, we've grown. We we just haven't announced the the new traffic numbers. Um, at the same time, though, our, the the non-paying audience hasn't grown as much over the years, just because it's very SEO driven, um, and we've kind of like plateaued in terms of the non-paying audience. So, well, the how main, is it SEO driven? Help us understand that. Well, we have this library of uh, of seventy million uh, documents that are uploaded by users, and um, and basically we have over a hundred million people a month who come to visit that library of content. Um, and mostly people are searching for things on Google and then long tail searches, bring them to our library of content. Got it. That makes sense. So with 500,000 folks, you know, paying now a minimum of nine bucks per month, it sounds like that's your only price point. That's about, you know, four and a half million in MRR or well over 54 million in ARR. And when was the date? When was that date? Cause those are those your most recently announced. When was that announced? Uh, when did we announced that like six months ago? Okay. Okay. So it's fairly, it's fairly accurate in terms of today. Uh, you know, we, we've grown past that quite a bit. I mean, we're, we're growing at, uh, maybe 50% per year right now. Okay. So, um, so yeah, I mean, revenue is going pretty nicely. We're, we're pretty profitable and, um, yeah, I mean, the more we grow the subscriber base, the, the, you know, the, the more revenue we have to return to publishers and authors, we can get more and more content in the service. And, um, we're just trying to continually get that, that kind of, uh, growth loop going. You're about 20, 25 days from a holiday party there in the financial district with your team before everyone heads out. Do you, are you celebrating and shit you with champagne? Like, do you pass 56 million? You think in ARR by that holiday party or no? Um, yeah, well we, every, every hundred thousand subs, we have a big, a big celebration. Uh, and I mean, the next one for us is a million subs. I mean, that's really what we're, we're aiming towards. So, uh, that's a big one that we're looking forward to celebrating. That's good. Will you be celebrating? Do you think you'll pass 600 before the end of the year? 600,000? Uh, yeah. I I mean, I I don't want to comment our numbers too much. Uh, I'll skip, I'll skip over. I'll skip over if you don't want to talk. We're blowing past 500,000. So we're, we're, we're on our way to the next big one. We're going to be announcing soon, hopefully. That's exciting. So what do you, um, help me understand now, you said all your user acquisition is free, but I'm very interested in how you're more about how you're getting this content. So for example, I just signed a big book deal with a portfolio, right? And I'm curious if I want to go talk to them and say, I really like trip. I want to figure out how to get my book in scribd. What does that negotiation look like on the back end? Um, well, I mean, if we work with a with a publisher, uh, the book kind of shows up automatically on our service. So 
the the main uh, the main thing for us that we've had to do is just uh, is is work with publishers to get them model uh, comfortable with this kind of model. Are you paying uh, them though, or is it a just a trade? Uh, we we definitely pay them. I okay. mean, uh, so so we have a number of different types of deals in place these days. The the main type these days is we will pay by the read of the book. So this way, it, it, it from from their perspective, it more or less looks like a sale. So just like they're selling the book, we'll pay them any time the, the user reads the book. What if the user only opens the first 10 pages and doesn't complete the read? So yeah, so we have a, a various a, a threshold that we use for for when uh, uh, when the book counts as a read. So it's usually about twenty percent of the book is okay. when when that triggers the payment. When are you guys going to start releasing? You know, Amazon has started getting more aggressive about releasing. You know, their top ten most. It's funny how they label it. They 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 say like most sold and most read. They don't say which one's actually driving the list. But when are you guys going to start publishing your own bestseller? You know, bestseller or best read list. We, we do share a bunch of those. Uh, it's a good idea, though. We should really uh, – we do have a lot of interesting data. I mean, we have people reading different books in our service than they read in others just because of the, the nature of the model and the types of content we have. So it would be a, a really interesting thing to share. We, we should share that more. Interesting. All right, Trip. let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what is your favorite business book? Um, favorite business book? I would say uh, Good to Great. I was going to say, this is like asking you to pick a baby considering all your book relationships, right? <laughs> Number two yeah, – yeah. <laughs> well, well, good to great is on script, both in ebook and audiobook form. So, uh, <laughs> just listen to it. Get, there, get your there's the pitch. All right, number number two. Is there a CEO you're following or studying? Trip. Um. Uh, I not not really, but um, I guess if I were to pick uh, pick a couple, I think. Um, um, I mean, the, the other ones doing big subscription services. Uh, so like, I mean, I'm a big fan of, of other services that have kind of pioneered some ideas we're pursuing. So like, uh, Reed Hastings at Netflix or Daniel Eck at Spotify. I mean, they both accomplished really interesting things We're we're trying to do something similar for, for reading. So I think those are, those are two, two that I pay a lot of attention to. Number three, in terms of building Scribd in the business, what's your favorite online tool? Um, I think Tableau is really great. Number three. A lot of data, so it's fun to look at data. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Um, seven, eight. It's pretty healthy. And what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids? Uh, married as of a year ago. Oh, congratulations. Any kids yet or no? Not yet. Not All yet. right, none yet. And how old are you, Trip? Uh, 33. 33. Last question. Take us back 13 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um... I would say uh, just to trust trust my gut a lot. Uh, you know, when I look at uh, mistakes I made, it's usually from not trusting my gut. So uh, always trust your gut. There you guys have it from Trip, founder of Scribd. Trust your gut. He founded his company back uh, many years ago, got his first 12,000 from Y Combinator. He since grown the service. Again, that was back in 2007, launch date. He since grown the service, uh, supporting over 100 million readers, 500,000 of them paying nine bucks a month. So about 4.5 million bucks in monthly recurring revenue, or about 54 million in AR, growing super, super fast with his team of about 120 people out there in San Francisco, looking at, again, how to get more content in the system, more readers, and more value to the end subscribers. Trip, thank you so much for taking us to the top. Thank you. Great to talk to you.